definitely human. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST. And up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. It is the summer of 1927. Joy Dutton Cavendish and her unusual family of occult investigators have journeyed to Lake Balaganur in the province of Bombay in search of a sinister cult and a possible cure for her horrifying affliction. After facing the monster that Brendel Cavendish became and escaping the clutches of inhuman denizens in the darkness beneath, our heroes succumb to their exhaustion. The journey has been long and arduous, stained by the blood of innocence, and the best they can hope for now is a moment of peace in the solitude of the jungle. But you are never truly alone in The Infinite Bad. The Ruins of Karajah, Part 8 Dust settles on the rubble and roots of the quiet jungle undergrowth in Lake Balaganur, province of Bombay, India. Greta and Theo von Humboldt are buried here, deep beneath the collapsed caves along with Brendel Cavendish and the monstrous creatures that accompanied him. Dorothy, Cornelia and Joy are safe for now, but their minds cannot stop racing with the revelations they have just experienced. Sebastian lies on his back, unconscious, his face twitching mechanically. Joy struggles to her feet. Every sound around them is both muffled and deafeningly amplified, every swell of birdsong a painful slice into their senses. But she believes they are close. The city of Karajah must be here somewhere. Joy knows better than to wait for a sign. She has no choice but to forge ahead with all the practiced British stubbornness she can muster. Dorothy glances nervously up at Joy and then down at Sebastian as if seeing him for the first time. I'm going to try to get Sebastian back on his feet again. Okay, make a medicine check at advantage. 20. Oh, yes. Great, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) It was just a splinter and you pull it out and it's fine. Um, Okay, great. Uh, So you set Sebastian down 
and uh, you have a little bit of time and enough of medical equipment to really to really get to work on him. Sebastian, you regain 1d10 hit points. One. Oh. <laughs> well, you tried, I Dorothy. Tried, I tried my best. You tried, you did well. Um, but what That's ails Sebastian one. is deeper. <laughs> Deeper than what your medical knowledge can address. <laughs> Both of you must be also pretty knocked up pretty badly. Can I? Can I yes, help you? Yes, please. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna attend to Cornelia first because mm-hmm. she has dysentery and malaria and is also 67 years old. Yeah. So let and me mopping her brow as you yeah. tend to her. <laughs> Nine. Okay, so you heal one d four, Cornelia. One. Oh, very good. Very good. I'm liking these rolls, guys. <laughs> and then, Cornelia, um, could you maybe just... Uh, Sebastian, uh, you know, he was out for a while. Do you think... He's obviously very confused. Do you think you could maybe just have a conversation with him while I talk with Joy? So maybe you... You know, you could maybe just... Obviously, it's a little overwhelming. It's an overwhelming conversation. So maybe just a little bit of distance, just so that he doesn't feel overwhelmed. I read you loud and clear. <laughs> okay, so so they are they a distance away mm-hmm. that they can't mm-hmm. hear anymore. All right, are you okay, Joy? I'm definitely not okay, Dorothy. When I was down near the monoliths, my stomach felt like it was turning inside out, upside down. And I definitely, definitely consume that tea, and something is within me. I feel a bit better now that I'm away from the chamber, but I'm torn up inside. I don't know what to do. I'm okay. so worried. Okay, I think take deep breaths. It is natural and normal for you to feel ill under conditions of that level of terror. And just remember that this might still be psychosomatic. You know, that's that's normal. Is that possible? It's possible. It's definitely possible. If you think that you've drunk the tea, <sighs> then, you know, your response to stress and fear will manifest. But the doctor, the doctor on the ship, before he hit his head, he, he said he said something about what I was going through. I don't think I misunderstood what he said. It's a possibility. We don't know what we're dealing okay. with, but worry isn't going to help. Okay. But let me let me check you out. Let me see if there is anything that I can do to help you. Um, you do have some cuts and scrapes, and I think it's going to be okay. You've got to believe it's going to be okay. All right. Thank you, Dorothy. Okay. Let me um, let me do what I can. Six. Yeah. <laughs> All that build up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, take 1d4, Joy. Four. Oh, jeez. <laughs> wow. Well, it was the pep talk more than the <laughs> medical attention that did it. Yay. Okay, so Cornelio, did you want to say something to Sebastian? Sebastian, Theo is gone. And so is Greta. They died in the chamber. I'm so sorry. Mrs. Cavendish, when I was a lad, and I I look away far off into the distance. I like to put a comforting hand on his shoulder and then walk back to uh... (laughs) her. I just bow my head. (laughs) Okay, so, I mean, Cornelia, are you going to address to the rest of the group what happened with Brendel, or are you just convinced that it's... uh... Nope. Okay. Cornelia, are you um, doing okay? Perfectly fine, Dorothy. <laughs> Thank you for your concern. Cornelia, that can't have been Brendel. It can't have been, I know. 
Good. Brendel is dead. Yes. Yes. He died at sea. His body wasn't found, but he is dead. <laughs> Those bastards got him. The sea. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> the sea, the, the water. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I guess best not to dwell on any of that. Um, mm. Do any of us have any idea where we're going next? What can we see? What can we see? In front of you is more dense jungle thicket basically, and behind you is this collapsed cave complex. Ashok led you to believe that the Lake Balaganor would be not too far <laughs> beyond this, but it's, uh. it's not immediately visible from where you are. Uh, make perception checks, all though. 17. 1. 5. 20. Oh, mm. okay. So, uh, Sebastian, as you are scanning the surface of this jungle thicket, you suddenly become aware of two glossy black eyes gazing steadily at you uh, from about 12 feet up. And then a low but wide rustling shakes the leaves around it. And then you become aware of a large bulk. A grey giant emerges from the undergrowth, its great trunked face and wide ears swaying gently. You have heard tales of elephants, but to see one in the flesh and in such close proximity is a stunning experience. It looks down at you placidly, Sebastian. I look up at it placidly. (laughs) (laughs) What do the rest of you want to do? This is the most excited I've been... All adventure. <laughs> Can I do Well, a... I rolled a one. Do I even see the elephant? No. <laughs> it hasn't actually stepped out of the jungle. So, I mean, Sebastian can see it, uh, but you can't, Cornelia. <laughs> and we can't either? Uh, no, no, the, the rest of you, are, after a moment, you can you follow Sebastian's gaze and you can make it out, but Cornelia is distracted. <laughs> okay. Can I do an investigation check just to see if it's a good boy? It's a good boy. <laughs> yes, you I'm going to throw a stick and see if it bounds after it. Well, I want to see if it's a good like elephant boy. Like It doesn't have to be a dog. So I got a 14. Can I tell if it's a good boy? <laughs> it's a good elephant. Yeah. Oh, what a good elephant. I share my observations with the group. This is a, this is a really good elephant. What elephant? <laughs> There's an elephant, and it's a really good elephant. I'm take a good look around. Cornelia, after a moment, you suddenly see it's like a magic. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> a sly beast was hiding! <laughs> How beautiful. Can we ride it? This is much. <laughs> what can we do with it? <laughs> can I like can I try to can I try to like touch it uh like reverently? Like just pat its flank. Okay. Uh you step forward towards it, and as soon as you touch it, it you can hear this low kind of moan, this the, the grunt that an elephant will make. Uh, and then it turns, and its tail swaying, it starts shuffling through the forest, and you can see that it's leaving behind a trail of crushed undergrowth. I would like to propose it's not the craziest idea we've ever had to follow this elephant. Can we follow this elephant? Elephants live in the jungle, like, it's, you know, it's not going to lead us to the village. It might lead us to water, which might lead us to the lake. Yes. And that's just me rationalising what... Dorothy's already going to do. Okay. All right. It's not the craziest idea we've ever had. <laughs> Let's follow the, Let's elephant. follow the elephants. <laughs> okay. 
So uh, if nothing else, it is much easier to follow the elephant's trail of crushed undergrowth than it would be to just delve into the jungle mm. thicket uh, full, full bore. So you manage to follow the elephant and it seems perfectly content to let you follow it. Uh, it doesn't stop or look back at you, but just kind of strides slowly and, and determinedly through the jungle. After about a half hour, you're making much quicker progress than you would have if you hadn't been following the elephant. And you arrive uh, through the dense undergrowth and you come finally into a clearing, at least a mile across. Wow. For the first time in days, you can see the sky clearly and even the horizon in the distance. And the vast emptiness of it unnerves you all of a sudden. Dominating this clearing is a ruined city, a dark and looming presence against the grey sky that foretells a gathering storm. The architecture is familiar to your studies of the region, Joy, but certain aspects of it, obvious even at this distance, fill you with an unease that's difficult to explain. Domes that somehow seem too bulbous, columns and buttresses that seem superfluous. Even the pattern of the paved streets seems to follow a disconcerting geometry. As you approach, you realise that you're having difficulty even placing this city temporally. It seems abandoned, and yet there is an overpowering sense that you're surrounded, even that you're intruding into a place already crowded with presence. You give in to your instinct to step lightly on the wide, mossy paving stones that line the streets underfoot, and you barely notice the first droplets of rain on your shoulders and on the backs of your hands. So you've arrived at this massive city, and indeed the elephant seems to have come here because there are these wide, shallow canals that run around the perimeter of this city that all seem to be leading towards the centre of the city, which is not yet visible to you because it's hidden by various ruined buildings that make it up. Wow. Wow. And there are streets and everything. There are streets and everything, yeah. We don't see people. But you don't see... I just feel a presence. You just, you feel like, yeah, like everyone has just gone inside suddenly, but they're still there. You have this overwhelming sense that there are, there is someone here, there is a presence here. Guys, I think this is the kingdom of Karajar. I've read about this. That's where we're trying to go, right? Yes. So this is, this where, is where we need to be. Are. I found out that there might be a cure originating from here. There was a man torn apart because he was fed a special potion and he bathed in something that cured him from this potion that he drank. And as punishment, they tore him apart. Ignoring the terror department. <laughs> I think it's great that there's a possible cure. I've been harboring a terrible secret up until this point from you guys that I drank the tea with Angela Gresley. And back there with the monoliths, I've felt my stomach writhing, turning upside down, inside out. I fear the worst for my future. When did you drink the tea? When Angela Gresley had me tied to the mast. You didn't tell me. I didn't want to worry you, Cornelia. I couldn't. I couldn't worry you. I'm telling you now. That's why we've come here. I need to find a cure. We need to find a cure. It'll be okay. We'll find a cure. It'll be fine. Let's have a look around. That's a great idea, yes, Sebastian. Yes, we'll have a look around. Great. Everything's going to be fine. Okay. <laughs> okay. So when we look at this, this city, can we identify any buildings that look that, like they're for specific purposes could we identify for instance a library or uh, residential buildings can we tell them apart yes so joy why don't you make a um history check at advantage because this is what you've been dedicating your studies to for the past few months totally 
14. So looking across it, you feel like, well, I, I guess somewhat reasonably, the, the residential buildings seem to be in the margins and the more important, larger, more imposing buildings are in the centre. In the very centre, you assume there is the royal palace. It has a large cupola right in the middle and a, a wider, broader, flatter structure with a colonnade. You assume that is where the, the Prince of Karajah might have once resided. So your instinct is that if there is going to be this document or a pool itself, that that's probably a good place to start. Mm. And just before we start poking around this occupied yet somehow not occupied city that is given us all uneasiness, can mm -hmm. I just, um, I'm on three hit points. I would like to try to heal myself. Okay, so it's been an hour or so since you followed the elephant. So yeah, I'll let you make another medicine check for everyone. I did. Oh, just, for everyone. just make yeah, one I mean, for everyone. I think okay. everybody could do with some yeah. more. Seventeen. All right. So why don't everyone heal one d four hit points? You can take a, a break here and chill next to the Move elephant four. while he drinks his his fill. I definitely think the elephant is helping. <laughs> so I'm on five now. I'm on seven. And what is everybody's dread? Sebastian, how many hit points did you regain again? I got one. <laughs> Slow and steady, Sebastian. Yes. Uh, I'm on 85 dread. Yeah, what's your everyone's dread? My dread is 80. I spent most of the time unconscious. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My dread is 55. Wow. wow. I'm practically sane. Yeah. Dorothy's ice cold. You know? right. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My dread is 135. Wow. Okay. Should that come down at this point or not? No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Oh, oh, she hasn't. Yeah. Oh. She hasn't really not dealt with what. Yeah, okay. she needs to be dealing with. Okay. That's like a decade of therapy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't gain dread from finding out about my affliction. You've been through a lot. Maybe you're not processing that either. Yeah. So I know that we're gonna have a stern talk about this afterwards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why you are keeping things from me? One of those like I'm not angry, I'm disappointed. Yeah. You know, like. <laughs> I'm not dreading it, I'm disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. All right, so do you want to start making your way to the centre of the city straight away? To the colonnade? Yeah. Yeah, Yes. I think that's where we should go. All right, so there is a wide boulevard that seems to lead straight through the centre of the city towards the what you assume is the royal palace. And as you start walking down it, you see that about 100 feet ahead, there is some sort of pile uh, in the middle of the road that disturbs this otherwise completely clear, wide avenue. As you approach it, you notice in, it's a strange sight. The first thing that occurs to your frayed minds is that this seems like a pile of corpses, gangly and strewn across the width of this ancient avenue. But as you approach it, you realise that these are simply empty clothes. Hundreds of trousers, coats, boots and gloves. You struggle to parse the meaning of this. You start at the sight of movement among the pile, and then you begin to make out dozens of small shapes sifting through the clothes. Indian macaques, it seems, picking at the discarded effects with deft fingers, occasionally bringing their hands to their mouths as they regard you with deep, black, impassive eyes. I want to check the clothes to see if they, they're ripped in any way, because Brendel's clothes were literally ripped he ripped out of them, didn't he? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they basically disintegrated off him. Yeah, I'd like to see if the clothing is ripped off, and then um, we'll know if the whole city is turned into hand people. Mm. That'd be good to know. Mm. Yes, good to know. Um, so, so you're approaching the clothes. 
I want to inspect the clothes to see if they've been ripped off. I would also like to inspect the clothes to see if they're Western or whether they're Indian, because mm-hmm. it sounds it sounded like you didn't mention that it didn't mm-hmm. seem to be Indian what you just said. So I'd like to mm-hmm. do a bit of investigation. Okay, so approaching the clothes, as you do so, uh, the monkeys look at you and their brows furrow and they seem to get a little bit upset that you're approaching them. And a couple of them start screaming at you. I wave my hands. (laughs) (laughs) Make an intimidate check. Twelve. Okay, Uh, they scatter. Yeah, Yeah, the nice one. (laughs) Okay, so uh, now all of you are able to approach the pile of clothing unmolested. Uh, Joy, you can see that these clothes are perfectly intact. Mm. They don't seem to have been, I mean, they seem to have been removed. Mm. Uh, Bits of them are a little bit threadbare and torn, perhaps, but certainly not a violent kind of explosion or anything like that. Dorothy, yeah, these clothes are, um, make an intelligence check. 17. Okay. So you can discern a few things from them. Uh, Firstly, they're all male clothes. Secondly, they're, they mostly seem to be military clothes. And as you start to go through them, you realize that they are all from, well, uh, from a variety of countries. Um, but you see that many of them have personal effects within them, including passports and some more than a few wallets. What sort of military? Sorry, do I have a sense for whether it's a Western military? Uniform? Yeah, so they seem to be countries from uh, ranging from New Zealand to Australia to Britain to Russia to Japan, so not all Western. Not all Commonwealth either. Not all Commonwealth either, yeah. Hmm, how odd. Okay, yes, let's... Yeah, I want to write yeah. you through. Let's yeah. take a look at what Get some names. Yeah. 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 And some, like the passports, like the dates yeah. on the passports maybe? Yes. So the dates and the passports seem to, uh, as you start reading through them and you really um, start kind of pouring through the information that's available, uh, you start to make out and piece together that the dates and the passports seem to be from a range of dates and years ranging back to the end of the 19th century. Uh, And that many of these military officers seem to have been involved in Antarctic expeditions. In fact, that seems to be one of the things that's tying most of them together. So I can see that from a stamp on their passport? You can piece together the fact that, yeah, many of them seem to have gone to, like, Chile or Cape Town or Southern Australia. And it, start, it starts to hint at that. Um, how many of these are there? Sorry, maybe It's about a hundred pairs of clothes, or, like, sets of, sets clothing. of clothing. There's a lot of clothing 100. here. Wow. And from all nationalities? From all, yeah, a whole but bunch. But all military? Mostly military, not all military. Okay, Mostly let me look at the ones that are not military then. Um, yeah, I mean, they, it, it's the same kind of profile. There seem to be male sets of clothing with passports that seem to bear travel stamps that point southwards towards the Antarctic Circle. It's not crazy that militaries would be wanting to explore the Antarctic and have the resources to do so more than private citizens. So I guess if that's what ties them together, it would make sense that most of them are military. They wouldn't be mixed up like this. We'd find a whole load of Mm. either Commonwealth countries or like German ones or Dutch ones. Yeah. These are all mixed up. Mm -hmm. Are they, what sort of state of decay are they in? Uh, I mean, they're all worn, but they're not rotting, if that's what you're asking. Yeah, I mean, if you leave clothes outside for like a year, they're not going to be intact anymore. Oh yeah, no, I mean, they, they've clearly been recently left here. And Recent. This is a, a clear sign that something has been here in the past week. Even, I mean, the monkeys are evident, like, if they had been here for more than a week, then yeah. clothes wouldn't be here yeah. because of things like the monkeys. Mm, yeah. okay. uh, how are they arranged in the road? Uh, it, it, I mean, 
it looks like just a pile. Like whoever wore these clothes was stripped down and all the clothes are just left here. And then the people were taken somewhere else. I want to start investigating inside one of the properties. Is there any doorways or anything kind of close by? Yeah, there's various small stone houses mm. that you can see around. Um, and you can see that there's kind of uh, iconography there that is reminiscent of what you saw in the cave paintings uh, and, and what you've been seeing in the chapel. But this time it's everywhere. It's on every surface of every building. Oh you can see these faces staring back at you. That might be what, on closer inspection, what gave you this sense of there is presence here everywhere because every surface seems to bear these faces on it. There's nothing inside the houses in terms of, um, was it liniments, oils, like things like that, anything? Most of the houses seem pretty empty. Okay. Overgrown. I mean, should we head towards the palace? Yeah. I'd like to head towards the palace, but I'd like to get my firearm out, like having seen evidence yeah. of recent human activity. Okay. So as you start heading up towards the palace, you can see that the colonnade that is um, presented right in front of you actually leads out into a central courtyard. The, so the palace complex is actually a, a square, an empty square, though. And as you head up these steps, you realize that you're going to come into a massive courtyard. Uh, I don't feel comfortable about just like walking into a huge courtyard. I'm sort yeah. of, I want to do perception check. To yeah, see. and I'm, I think I'm definitely walking like quiet. Like I'm, yeah. un, I'm quite unnerved. So yeah, I'm, I've got my mm -hmm. gun out and I'm walking quietly. Okay, so all make perception checks and all make stealth checks, please. 13. 20. 17. 6. Wow. Okay, so uh, Dorothy, but especially you, Joy, um, your occasionness pays off. And indeed, as you approach the palace, you can start to hear definitely voices. Uh, relatively low at the moment, but you can definitely hear voices. And there's many, many voices. Okay, I'm going to motion back towards Cornelia and Sebastian, like, to be quiet. Like, I've got my my hand to my lips. Yeah, I'm doing I a sign I, up yeah. my hands, like, yeah. stop. Yeah, okay. exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, okay, so you've all stopped now. Are they all male voices? Uh, you can't really make that out. Do we can kind of get a sense for what language they're speaking? Can't really make that out either. Okay. I want to just like, peek over the top of the stairs <laughs> to see what I can see. Yeah, so let's go real stealthy. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Real stealthy. All make stealth checks. Yes. 12. 12. 11. 6. Okay. So you start creeping your way up the stairs. And as you get to the top, you realize that there is this massive central courtyard. And filling it, there are hundreds of people in front of you. After spending so long in relative isolation, your first instinct is to be relieved at the sight of so many human beings. However, this feeling quickly dissipates as you begin to realize their purpose. All of them are dressed in long, shapeless brown frocks which might be buttoned up at the front, but are now hanging loosely open, exposing their naked bodies beneath. They are organized in what appears to be a precise pattern, resembling several broken segments of three concentric circles, all focused around one point, a circular black pool of water, 15 feet in diameter, whose surface is perfectly glassy and still. The only sound you can hear is the drone of the wind as it gathers, and now they've stopped speaking and the sound of the rain on the city's ancient stones fills the air. Then a figure, one of several to be wearing a hood in addition to the robes, turns and he seems to have noticed you. He steps towards you, lowering his hood. 
He is pudgy and would otherwise cut a comical figure if his identity did not leave you in such horrified upset. This is Lord Talbot, your jovial host in Egypt, and the man what? who sent you down the Nile Fuck. in search of the tomb of Rens de Fies. What, and now he's walking nakedly towards us? <laughs> Indeed. Swinging in the wind. A grim smile plays upon Joy's lips as she reflects on the absurdity of stuffy old Lord Talbot appearing so nonchalant in his strange ceremonial robes. Of course, it makes a kind of sense, she thinks, that this amateur Egyptologist would be involved in the sinister cult of Angela Gresley. For how long have the forces of evil manipulated and manoeuvred our heroes? Is this very confrontation a part of their nefarious plan? Joy looks at Lord Talbot's smug, self-satisfied expression and realises that the only thing keeping her on her feet is the primal need to wipe that smile off of his face. You've been listening to The Ruins of Karajar, written by Giorgio Mariani and produced and edited by David Knight and Tom Dalling, with music by Jonathan Day. Starring Eleanor Kohler as Dorothy Taylor, Maximilian John as Cornelia Cavendish, David Knight as Sebastian St. Battenberg, and Charlie May as Joy Dutton Cavendish. I am Giorgio Mariani, Game Master. You can follow us on Twitter at The Infinite Bad and support the production of this series on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash definitely human. The Infinite Bad is a definitely human production. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.